<laughs> yeah, yes. It is Thursday. It is nine. So, and it's also nine, as in 99 Fahrenheit here in the UK. But yes, it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, fellas? Not too bad. Sweating my balls off right over here, I mean, man. It is <laughs> rousting, isn't it? I mean, it's really hot. But it is not as hot as it is in Dallas, because we have with us our old friend and the great and powerful Mr. Your Guy Next, BJ Next. How you doing, sir? Man, doing fantastic, guys. Always fun to come over here with y'all and kick it and talk some Cowboys football. A uh, little joint practice today. They mixed it up some, and now we'll get on here. We'll mix it up for a little bit. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, we, me and you were... Yep. We're, we're, we're talking on your show this week. Um, you bestowed the great honor of allowing me to talk on your show. It was great. But just so people in the UK are aware, in case they're awake at that hour, when do you roll uh, your show on Twitter? Yeah, so the show on Twitter. Now, the guaranteed times, okay? <laughs> and I'll let y'all do the conversion here for my time. Yeah, yeah. time okay. It's Wednesdays, 6.30 p.m. Central. And then Fridays, 7.30 p.m. Central. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, that's my handle right there, your guy next to two underscores. If you follow me on Twitter, I'll be going live tonight at some time. But we're going to talk about the camp practice, joint practice. And during the week, man, I'm just always kind of going. But Wednesdays and Fridays, for sure, you'll catch me over there on Twitter. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Central, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. on Friday. And just and just, and just just someone is not aware as well, you can find Nick's uh, show there. there. Yeah, there we are. Right beside J-Tuck, pick yeah. six. There it's we his. go. Yep. So there we are. We didn't forget you, mate. See that you've got limited screen space and you still made it. Look at there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Made it, baby. That's all that matters. Made yeah. it. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, it, it, that's, that's the ring of honor right there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, 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 we gotta yeah, we gotta we gotta no, coin that. The ring of honor. That's no, I like that. Uh, yeah, yes. that, yeah, so it's so the creme de la creme of our favorite people. Yes, that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we need to be careful because there's some other people who are who aren't on there who are good friends. So we need to be careful on yeah. that one before it becomes a political <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah, expand to a third row there, guys. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. We'll end up like having to run like a PowerPoint on yeah. there where it's just but, like a rolling. Yeah, but you know what's great about that is and you see that list, and there are other friends of, of the show for sure, and we get yeah. that their list is man Cowboyization, you're in good hands. Now, you, yeah, you can get it from all yeah. angles, man. From whether it's over here in the states, or hey, as the oh, across the pond, if they will, and, and yeah. catch them and catch you guys. So yeah, there's just great content all around uh, that people can tune into, and it's awesome. Just goes to show the power of sports, like oh, yeah. that's what it really is. It, it's so true. You say that, makers. If it wasn't for like the Cowboys coming to London back in 2014, we would never ever imagined. The connections we've just made like just through fans just like oh whenever we go over to the states it's like oh yeah let's definitely hang out let's get a couple of beers yeah. and so it's just right that, that networking of just being fans of a team just just brings out that passion and that love and then it's what it's brought us here like just from content creation side as well yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. and that's and this is what i love about it. it's like we all love our team no matter what don't get and me wrong and, and it's, yeah, absolutely, and and yeah, by and by God, I definitely would be wanting kicking it when I'm back back over in Dallas in in December. So that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because you get limited time over there, like you yeah. know, because everyone in Dallas, you know, you can attest to this, everybody, that people in Dallas are super friendly. And when like you're saying you're doing content creation and you're speaking to everybody, you don't you only have a limited amount of time while you're over there. And people get upset that you didn't go and see him, and you're like, right. like yeah. Hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
well, put it, we'll put it this way. I was in Texas, Kansas, and New Orleans for a month, and I'd even get to see Knicks. There, yeah, like, it just shows like, like obviously, obviously, we stayed, like I think you weren't able to go to the Thanksgiving game where right. me and Jetup were going, and, mm. and it's just like oh, other nights so I was just like I had already had plans. So, but we'll definitely make something up this time for That's sure. Right. So, That's right. Round two, round two. We ain't going to miss out on round two. When you were on last time, what was it? Was it a gumbo you made? You did tell us something you made that was really oh. good. Was it? A, I don't think it was a gumbo. No, I mean, I'm always talking about gumbo when it comes to this roster. And how they build it. <laughs> no, no, the segue. The segue there. And, you know, I, I think, you know, when you're cooking that gumbo, I think what we were getting into is, man, you can't forget the seasonings here and there. You know, you can't just throw the, the major meats in there. You know, it's about the seasonings and stuff. And this roster <laughs> maybe could use a little seasoning here and there on this offensive line and whatnot. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah. you don't want to – your gumbo's not going to be good. Yeah, I like it. Right. It's so what you're saying? Well, if I did gumbo, it always starts from the base. Uh, mm, just like football. Yeah. Right the trench is the Look base. It, <laughs> the cowboys are turning into the gumbo analogy. So uh, it's working <laughs> yes. out nicely. I don't mind because I like gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we need to come back to it, we're just going to start referring it to as gumbo. Like um, but yeah, I mean, let's hit then, right? I, I've got a good question to start, everybody. And this includes everybody at home. Uh, that's watching. So all the faithful Yukis out there joining us, make sure you join in and send us your questions uh, and answers and quotes to this. So I've got a good question to start us off, and it all revolves around Micah Parsons. And we'll let the, the, the guest have the honor of answering this first. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed it certainly in the last couple of, easily within the last week, that Micah Parsons has suddenly... Um, disappeared out of people's minds and conversation, and you're noticing it with the staff and the media as well, right? Now, I don't know what you think about this, but to me, when I've watched it, Michael Parsons is doing Michael Parsons things, but I think complacency has turned on with you know, like the media staff, uh, uh and the fans, and it's just like it's just Michael Parsons doing Michael Parsons things. Do you know what I mean? That it's just become the norm. I don't right. know what you're getting from that. No, I, and look, and, and shout to a no see uh, Mr. Walker uh, going uh, from CBS Sports over to DallasCowboys.com. And he yeah. said today, Michael Parsons had a fulfillion. Yes, that was the term he used. Fulfillion amount of sex and was surgical today during the joint practice. And I think at some points, as you said, complacency, maybe it's a good term. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He just did it again. And it just becomes the norm. So mm. instead of talking about it as much as maybe you would hear about it last year in the rookie when he was in camp as a rookie, it's just like, okay, we just come to expect this is what he does. And <laughs> yeah. the joint practice is great because it was against another jersey, not you know, just against our team, but seeing it against another jersey, right? And and getting that report. So and you know, sometimes, sometimes these coaches might want to put a little water on the fire of, of these mm. media yeah. people that are there. So hey. We know what he's doing. Y'all don't need to keep telling everybody. We yeah, can save yeah. that for the season. <laughs> cool, cool it off a yeah. little bit. What's yeah. It? The kids. <laughs> <laughs> he already told us. I say this is the beauty of live stream. That's all it is. Anyway, yeah. Never work with animals and children, as I said to you off here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's just, it's so hot. They're just struggling to sleep uh, at the moment. I'm not playing. I can't shout at them. Normally I do. Normally this time of night when I'm trying to have a whiskey and a cigar in the garden. It's right. like, it's a bed. I don't care. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't know what you think, Paul and Lorne. 
just like this cooling off on, on Micah Parsons. Because, not right, let me put it to you this way. I see today Micah Parsons, um, was it today? I'm pretty certain it was. Anyway, my days are just all mashed it up into a mess at the moment. But you're just watching Micah Parsons bending round on the edge, right? And yep. he's doing it. And like this guy, he's like a tray coming around that side. He's that low to the ground. And what you see from Micah Parsons is that most people, when they're bending around the edge, they try and maintain their speed. They're the good elite pass rushers will continue that speed. But Micah Parsons isn't just maintaining that speed on the bend. He's accelerated. Like, I have never seen that before in my life. I've ne- and I'm not saying that because I'm a cat. I literally have not. How a, how a guy that size, uh, as he's bending around the edge, starts to pick up speed is something that I'm not seeing. But do you think, though... There is this sort of, oh, it's just Micah Parsons, he's doing his thing. Or do you think there is what Nix is saying, a little tweak it from the staff to say, like, just cool off on Micah a little bit? Um, I'm going to take a different approach to this, actually. Go on, I, then. I love it. I think the media are more purely focused up everything but the defense. They focus more on the offense, and that's what it's like. We're not seeing as much coverage on this, yeah. And Parsons, like his improvements or whatever, and that because obviously there's the whole wide receiver talk. Who is going to mm. be? It's a more hot topic right now within Dallas right now, mm. and especially and now we're going to obviously talk about the O line in terms of the joint practice and that st- stuff today. So I think that just takes more of a president. It's just we know Parsons is going to ball out. We know that. Yeah. So why focus on something when you know it's already he's already producing it on the field? Why? why not cover the news on something where there's so many question marks who is going to be wide receiver number three etc etc so that's where i'm kind of seeing regards to that yeah i I think there's an element of that that you know michael parsons is michael parsons he's on another level to everybody else so the focus is on other parts of the defense um you're expecting that every Every play is going to get blown up in the backfield by Parsons anyway. Mm. Um, but, you know, you need to see. Obviously, we've got the questions about how the offensive line is going to work. Um, you saw them working quite well there on one of the first passes that Dak threw to C.D. Lamb in the end zone yeah. And yeah. in the mixed scrimmage today. Um, it, it's other things that you need to focus on. And, you know, Par- Parsons is doing what he's doing, you know, talking about him accelerating the only other person i can remember seeing similar things from was probably charles tapper and i mean unfortunately he never sort of worked Tapped out in. here yeah 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 um but he he, he was very good at do, getting low to the ground and and accelerating around the corner oh. as well but just never seemed to parlay it into a career at all yeah no totally with you yeah um it is just crazy to watch the, uh, that guy speak, but it was just something uh, was kind of swirling around that you just noticed that there's a, at the start of camp a lot of Micah talk, a lot of it, and a lot of oh yeah he is he, he's he's exactly what we expect. He's into his sophomore year and he's picking up where he left off, and all of a sudden it's just like a tumbleweed with him. And I think it's just there's a little complacency going on with it, but it was just something that stood out straight away. Um, but the next guy I want to talk about is a guy that a lot of people are talking about, and he turned up this week on uh, so uh, the NFL did a fastest riser on everybody's roster, and for the Cowboys, it was Dennis Houston. And I just wanted to talk about him briefly 
Um, because to me, there's a lot of people going, Oh, he's this guy, this is the guy. And I just think Cowboys fans need to what's the word I'm looking for? Just like temper the expectation a little bit. That he, I'm not saying anything he's done is wrong. I'm not saying he's bad, but I do think that for me, I think he's still a practice squad guy that needs to develop. What do you reckon, Nick? I mean, how, how would you land the how would you land the position right now when you're looking at it? Let me ask you that real quick, Mike. I know what you're saying. That yeah, yeah. I'm just asking, like, where would you line it at? You're obviously going to see D Lamb first, right? Um, Noah Brown. Then mm. it's Jalen Tolbert, and at okay. the moment, who's really risen up the ranks quite hard and fast mm. is Simi Fahoko. Now, right. obviously, the players from uh, not including CD Lamb, all those players drop down once Michael Gallup comes into Goes the back. Right? Yeah, I agree okay. with you. Yeah, I just want to see real quick and pick your mind where it's at. Yeah. It's the surprise I came about with Dennis, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we you know came out of nowhere. You know, yeah. that wasn't the guy. No, Vash was in a lot of pub in the like the OTAs and stuff out there at Frisco before they got over to camp and started. Yeah. And I kind of what I've talked about and where I kind of feel with him is he has like he's done his job in Oxnard. OK, yes. now they, they yes. went to Oxnard. They left. He's done his job. He's put himself into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. He's, he's garnered the attention. He's made some plays. He's got some opportunities with the ones. hundred percent. Dex talked about him. Lamb's talked Target about him. him. A lot. Right. Right. Mike yeah. McCarty's talked about him. To me, it's all about the next step now. Okay, mm -hmm. now we're doing the joint practices, okay? And now we're going into preseason games. So for me, he has to keep walking through the door. If he can walk through the door, then there's an opportunity for him. But now 100%. it's about the yeah. but now it's the next step. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I think right now, practice right squad. Now. Yeah, right now, probably yeah. practice squad. Mm -hmm. But he has the opportunity. And as an NFL player, we all know this. It's about opportunity and season opportunity. And that's the one thing I like about him is he did his job in Oxnard. He has mm -hmm. an opportunity in front of him, and it's about him walking through the door. But I do agree, no matter what, I think he's definitely practice squad and how far he can make at it. At this stage. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, at this yeah, point, yeah, definitely yeah. practice squad. Mm -hmm. And then how far he can take it the rest of camp in preseason, maybe an opportunity for the final 53. But that's kind of where yes. I'm at. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, because there's these the, the whole rules with the practice squad where you can have mm -hmm. two guys who don't need to clear waivers. And right. That's what they did with Simi last year, remember? Because Simi was practice squad, and they protected him the whole time. So they can definitely put him there and protect him and not worry about losing him. Absolutely, yeah. Mike. Because they kind of got rid of the COVID rules, but they've still got the – it's almost like a tweak on those rules. So um, they can bring two players back, I believe, and it's like they, they it, it can be continually rolling throughout the season and they don't need to clear waivers. Or is it three times then they've got to clear waivers? I can't remember. It's one of those two. Three, three times and then they've got to go on waivers. So Yeah, yeah. And um, I just think at this stage, Houston is that guy where – you put him onto the practice squad, something happens, especially with a depleted wide receiver core. He's immediately that guy you pull up and you go, right, bring him in. He's that going to be that guy you initially, you're, you're going to bring straight into the mix. Because like you say, what he's done in Oxnard, like I wouldn't say he's been brilliant, but they've said, we need you to do this. And he's done it. Oh, we need you to be there. He's there. That's what he's done. He hasn't done anything where you're just like mind blown, where you're like, oh my God, this guy needs to be on the 53. He's just done his job he's done what you've needed to do with him and like you say preseason now especially this game coming up which we'll speak about in a moment i think is a good uh starting off point for him now to go like the lights are on now what are you gonna do 
Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right there. I mean, you only have to go back to. I think it was 2015. There was a guy on the, the guy on the training camp roster. He was making all the catches, mm-hmm. and then as soon as the high, as soon as the lights gone for train uh, preseason games, Lance Lenore. Yeah, that was it. Yep, mm-hmm. and he just he just folded like I don't uh, origami. Know. Yeah, <laughs> and it it just never panned out, and. Um, you know, it's always a good time for origami. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll find an analogy somewhere. I like it. I like it. Well, I, was, I was trying to go with I'm the clean. Done. I was trying to go with the clean version there. So. <laughs> you can't be done, Paul. <laughs> Come on back to the party, pal. I know. I can. I can always find a way. I can always find. Even in his darkest days, I'll find a way to put a little smile on that face. Look. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you got to take a tall pull on um on who are we talking about Dennis Houston <laughs> on Houston <laughs> my mind went then uh, you got to take on him or do you want us to crack on to the next one I will just simply say we'll find out during the actual game like that's where it kind of matters when you actually put them in a real game to game situation so that's when I'll kind of make a more a better assessment. I kind of said that from the very get go, yeah. all the way through camp. Like yeah. some of these players may outshine, like, like Lawrence saying, like during training camp, but may not necessarily do it in the field. So, mm-hmm. um, like same could be said for Noah Brown. He could be having this amazing training camp. Like he's all been these, great. he's been great. He's in best shape we've ever seen him. But mm-hmm. is he going to transfer that into when he's out back back in the field again? That's always seems to be the question. It's like the whole Dorrance Armstrong scenario year yeah, after year yeah, after year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm going to take everything with a pinch of salt until we yeah. actually see it in a game to game situation. Yeah. And and yeah. you know and that's a I mean and the, from a different position right. Um, Maurice Kennedy, remember the camp he had Ooh, right? And, and right, look, yeah. look, look, and not, right. look and not just practice. I mean he he did it in the preseason games too. We got to the regular season and we never saw him. So to a certain extent, no matter what, I mean, yes, we want to see him step through and walk when the lights are on and and show out and continue what he's been doing in Oxnard. On the same token, though, and I think it's a big point that Mike brought up, says, you know, practice squad, because there's no guarantee no matter how he walks through at this point, even though it seems to be in flux at the wide receiver position, will they trust him enough to actually play him or they want to stash him and then move forward? So there's some of that um, in that gumbo too, if you will, uh, that little <laughs> sauce in there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go DJ. What's going on, DJ? My guy Mendoza and uh, Massey. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, they're all they're all coming yeah. in like they, more than anything, just to see your beautiful face. Oh, well, 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 well. Let's not tell lies here, Mike. Let's not do that. I don't have a beautiful face, but you know, the, the, we'll we'll say they're 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 here to for this great content that y'all provide. <laughs> or maybe just your great hat. Oh, you know the other thing too. You know, I told you I brought this hat off for a reason. I, I don't know if y'all know this or not. The reason I brought this hat is well for tonight. I saved it for tonight. If you look at your logo, right, and the fla- see, I, I was matching up the colors there. See, I'm always, I'm always putting it together <laughs> yeah. and thinking. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. Yeah, red, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, let's move on to the next conversation I want to talk about, which is starting to heat up a little bit. And in our before camp style, we did like a list of each position and camp battles. And uh, we put about the quarterback two position. Now, that is heating up. That I said quarterback two at the moment is Cooper Rush's job. Um, we've I seen him know. like a, Viking, a Vikings game. You'd think the Vikings game, he held his own. So there's a bit of trust there. But mm. Will Greer right now is making a push. And the quarterback two position between them pair is heating up. Mm. What are your thoughts yeah. on these two? 
Yeah, I mean, when you really kind of compare like the type of style of quarter by Road Greer's playing much a, a more copy like replica in terms of attributes, in terms of he can run with the ball as a quarterback, but he can also throw the ball. Whereas Cooper Rush, you wouldn't necessarily use him as like as a quarterback run type of guy necessarily. He'll just either hand it off to the running back or he'll just try and just get rid of it, like to the like the receiver. So um but it'll be very interesting to see like Greer is making some strides this camp for sure. And uh, yeah, um, again, goes back to my original point. We'll see during the preseason game, see who who battles it out, who's number, who's going to be in the number two, pretty much. You just got to hope he's not waylaid too long with this injury that he's picked up in the last couple of days. Um, mm. If he if he's not able to practice tomorrow, then he's not going to be playing this Saturday, anyways. And you've only got three preseason games this time. As Mike says, I think Cooper Rush. They've seen it in they've seen it in the Minnesota game. You know they're seeing it in training camp as well. The the sort of back shoulder fade that he threw to Amari Cooper in that Minnesota game. He's he's throwing that in camp and he's throwing it on the money all the time. So you know there's a level of um, comfort, consistency, or whatever that you want with Cooper Rush there. Will Greer's going to step up and show that in the games and in the in the action he gets, um, and you know, haven't really heard much about Danucci to be honest, but oh, um, wasn't he's expecting done, yeah. a hell of a lot yeah. out of that anyway. So yeah. he'll, be, he'll be getting a lot of action this weekend, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know if no. I pay attention to my Twitter over the past couple of weeks or not. Uh, I've I've coined the hashtag Will Greer season. I <laughs> I am ten I am ten toes down. Look, yeah. Cooper Rush. No disrespect, like, and we know the Minnesota game, and I appreciate what he did. Yeah, and yeah, always yeah. Says, I always say this about Cooper Rush. Between the ears, he's got it. And if he wants to coach in this mm-hmm. league, I think absolutely he can coach in this league. Yeah. He doesn't, I, but it doesn't excuse the fact he doesn't have NFL arm talent. Like, he doesn't have an NFL arm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you need him to get you a game, sure. But I think if you have to go for a stretch of three or four games, I think Wilbur is more suited to do it because he's more suited to do the same things as Paul was talking about that Dak's able to do. I thought it was very important when they got him in the into the building last year yeah and they and they rode and let him really learn the system because the situation he had with carolina wasn't exactly great for him and they gave him time and this is one thing about the coaching staff no matter how we want to talk about the coaching staff the one thing this coach staff has done really well were those injuries or guys were bringing on technically cooker last year and how long they wait before they really put him into the back half of the season and how it went they're patient when they need to be patient and i wanted to pay attention this offseason i'm like let me see if they add somebody because I knew the Benanucci thing was over at this point. He makes great hats for y'all that like the hats. I don't really care for the upside down Dallas <laughs> yeah, hat myself. Yeah. It's not really my vibe. But for those yeah. that love it, hey, good, go for it. It's cool. And that's going to be his lane, I think, moving forward. So I was like, well, let me see if they're going to add somebody or draft somebody. Because we know Mike McCarthy has a history of drafting quarterbacks, you know, late rounds developing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. didn't. And that was the first sign for me. I'm like, okay, we're just going to get a shot here. And early on, there were some good reports and things that I was hearing from camp about Greer. And we had Kyle Yeomans on our Freestyle Friday show. And yeah. I asked him the question. I said, hey, look, I'm going to ask you something you're not really getting a lot of questions about. This backup quarterback, is it really a battle or is it just service right now? And mm-hmm. and he said, he goes, it's a battle. He goes, he, he believes it to be a battle. And Wilger and what he's done so far in camp, people are taking notice. Even going, and he highlighted the, uh, the huge basher highlight catch, maybe the highlight of camp so far. That was yeah. a ball from Greer and where he placed it and what happened there. So, no, I think uh, Rush, 
definitely is going to step up more if, if he has any more ceiling to get to in his game because mm-hmm. I do think Wilger is going to push him back to the injury that Lauren was talking about there as well. Growing injury, if he practices tomorrow, he plays Saturday. Yeah, I hope he can practice tomorrow because that is the one thing that will kill you in this time, especially with three games. If you true. don't get the times on the field, they'll stick with what they know with Cooper Rush and move forward. So he's going to have to make sure he can get into these games. Yeah, because yeah. I think what it is with Rush is it's just that I think this coaching staff, it's that known commodity with mm-hmm. Rush. So it's just a case of can Greer prove he can be slightly better uh, than what that is? And, and you know, because when you win a game, especially the way Cooper Rush did against Minnesota with so many of the starters out, instantly the coaches are going to give you they, they, they're going to lean that way to begin with because they've been like, look, you, you helped us in a pinch. You won us a game when, we were, you know, everyone was kind of like a bit, ooh, you did it, you managed it. So we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm. So at this stage, it's more, can Greer do enough to poach that uh, that leniency towards Russia? It's a great way to put it, Mike. You have to do, you have to provide better when you have an incumbent here. That That's a great way to put it, my friend. And yeah. he has the opportunity to do it. He has to walk through and do it. And the injury ain't going to help him, right? So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I just, uh, you know, as a politician does, right? They kind of hint around if they're going to run or not, you know, mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. And I came on my show a couple of weeks and, and, and put my flag in the ground. I'm going to do it here on the UK side, too. I've put my flag in the ground already. <laughs> it's it's Will Greer for QB2 for me or bus. I, I've started the campaign. <laughs> That's where I'm at yeah. with it. See, I want to bring up a, a lot of boys put a comment. It's like, it's as, and it, I just, it just occurred to me a story. I'll bring it back up. Um, it's, it's going to be hard to evaluate our right receivers when you're going to have a sub, like a subpar arm to throw the mm. ball to those right receivers. Mm. So, yeah. so it's, it's going to be trade difficult because obviously, our, like I said, our hot topic right now is like who is going to be our wide receiver fee, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, even though we're talking about quarterbacks, but during these preseason games, you're not getting that front. You're getting your QB two, your QB three, and QB four essentially taking reps in, and you just don't know that there's a different dynamic for every quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going on. So great comment, Outlaw Cowboy. Great comment. Yeah, and like you know, Will Greer in college. I, I know he was quite a, a bit of a hot topic in college. <sighs> and, you know, it's more of the style of play there. And it didn't work out in Carolina with him. So he does have a little bit of baggage that I think psychologically he's going to have to get past. But um, I think definitely I'm with you next where a game is a good start. Again, <laughs> like with Houston, it's a great kicking off point to find out Truly, what you've got, I think. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, Will Greer, when, when he was in West Virginia, a lot of it was this touch pass that he had, and you, you know that that's quite difficult to translate into the NFL. So it's like, what other tools can you put into your bag to help you play in the NFL? So yeah, um, it's just an interesting one. You know, we'll have to see how it goes. These next few games is the one. But we've already mentioned one player as well that's risen up is Simi Vahoko. Um, that guy is just like it's kind of funny. TJ Varsha was the hot topic at the start. Of one, yeah, yeah. He's, he yeah. cooled off very, very quickly. And Simi Vahoko was this guy who was just like, you know, he's, he's dropping, he's like, he's dropping balls he, and yeah, 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 kind of. But all of a sudden, because like 
last season they didn't play him much, and they, they, he still does now when you watch him, like with the route running and everything else. He's the big body, I know. But, like, you watch him with, with what he's doing, and he definitely looks better this year than he did last year. But all of a sudden, these last couple of weeks, he's definitely turned it on. Yeah, I don't know. What I, yeah, it was it was interesting because we go back before they were in Frisco for the guts of Oxnard. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, Simi, you know, Simi was flashing, but oh, it was a drop pass for interception. Oh, he had another one. He should have caught. He dropped. So mm-hmm. it was like, hey, all these things that we heard about, all the work he put in was supposed to be better, but then there were some issues in the OTAs in the one day of minicamp. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then they got out there in the first week. Yeah, exactly. And again, going back to when we talked to Kyle, our guy Spoonie, he asked him like, hey, these three guys, and in particular, two of them were. Fioco and Basher, this is right off the tail of the big, huge highlight Basher catch, uh, mm. trending up, trending down even. And, you know, it was at that moment, Kyle was like, well, Basher, for the most part, is just kind of even. You know, he had mm. the big highlight play, but he's kind of even. He goes, really, the guy that's kind of really been trending up was Simi. It was like, mm. oh, that's interesting because it wasn't happening. We wasn't seeing it yet. And then forward into the next two weeks, man, I, I tell you guys, to me, watching what he's done the, the final two weeks, it's very – it reminds me very – it reminisces of me, a, a bigger – the way he moves and, and whatnot. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm no, going to put on, it out there. It, it, it. He reminds me of Miles Austin. <laughs> yes. He, I thought the same thing. He reminds me of Miles Austin. He, yes. like Especially like the, t- the, 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 the jumping catch in the end zone where he caught mm-hmm. and came down. It was very Miles Austin-esque. Mm-hmm. And again, he's a little bit bigger, of course, in the 6'3 that frame. But he body. does have the 4'3 yeah. speed like Austin did. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're, they're similarly were built the, the same kind of way to it. Uh, at times when I'm watching him move and work, I'm like, man. And it, and, it, and it caught me. It caught me a couple of days ago. I was like, this guy, yeah. I was just kept on. I was like, who's he? It's, it's <laughs> reminded me. I was like, and it just donged on me. I was yeah, like, yeah. He, he, remind, he looks a lot like Miles Austin to me. Yeah. And not if that in can transfer go forward. Right, not the body. Like just the catch and the way he runs the routes mm-hmm. and different things reminds me of Miles. And the way he sort of manipulates his body with mm-hmm. when he's got the ball in yep. his hand, 100%. Yep. That was funny how you say that because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, there's a lot of Miles Austin in there with him. There is. Well, um, hey, me and Mike just became best friends. Yeah, me and Mike just became best friends. And once we end the show, we'll be doing karate in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watching kung fu movies. Yes. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yeah, I yeah. We did. <laughs> but um, another wide receiver, mind you, that, um, you know, like, because we, we, we chat to a few of the guys over in Cowboys Media as well. And they're all saying the same thing to us at the moment. Is um Turpin <laughs> it is flashing like they've seen him on special teams, punt returns. He's he it looks like that's his job. That right now he's got a defined role, which is on special teams as a yep. returner. What he does in the, the wide receiver realm is a little unknown, but you know how what I'm thinking, what he's reminded me of is lucky white. Lucky Whitehead. I, I, I was trying to say, I was trying to say Lance something. Dunbar, Lucky Whitehead, Tavon mm. Austin. The Cowboys have had a type in the realm. They've talked about wide back and trying to get that to work here. Mm. I'm just excited from the standpoint because y'all know me, hashtag special teams matter. <laughs> I'm, just excited, I'm just excited on the point of we didn't just draft Tobin. Like, all right, we know you didn't return punts, so go back to return punts. They got a specialist back there that can help us in the hidden yardage area of things at times with this field position stuff. So in speed, right, Paul? It's yeah. some speed. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to say something completely different. Like you guys are saying you guys are saying lucky lighthead. I was trying to say a more a compact 
like pocket rocket version of Ryan Switzer, essentially. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Okay. Pocket yeah. rocket. Okay. Hashtag that. Pocket rocket. I like it. <laughs> you come here just to grab all the hashtags. That's one thing Twister was really good at is like his yards for gain and special teams and punt return and like a kickoff, it was really like above average. Mm. Um, so yeah. if we can get Turpin to go above average nearly like every like, nearly every return, then great, fantastic. So yeah, yeah. but I'm all for it. And what what I like is especially if they're going to go with this um, Tony Pollard and and Zeke movement on the running back side of it all. If you can get Pollard away from the punt and the kick returns and have somebody define like that, because the last time we really had somebody, I know we had Switzer for like all of two minutes who was supposed to be the returner, but when you think about yeah. it, the only guy really we had before that was Dwayne Harris. And he yep. did it for a while, and it was nice to have an actual guy who was there whose job it was to do the return. But, yep. Yep. like you say, because of the speed, when you think about it, one of the parts of the games that we are missing a lot of the time are those um, jet sweep movements because, you know, it means the defense have got to work third dimensionally. So, what I like is if you can get Turpin on there who can do these jet sweeps and these odd little bubble screens and tunnel screens and what have you. That's your guy who's going to do that. Now, all of a sudden, a defense has got to kind of deal with you slightly differently because now they've got to think of that third that third dimension. Then you throw in the special teams, and Nix is the special teams guy. I've, I've seen a couple of returns from him, and like you say, I mean, that guy is just lightning. Pocket rocket. Do you know who he reminds me of? A little bit of his uh, Dante Hall, the old um, Kansas City Chiefs oh, yeah, returner as well. A short little so. compact. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you're going. Yeah. I yeah, mean, as I, I always like say, 5'7", 157 pounds is elite punt returner height and weight. I'm sorry. It yeah. just is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is crazy because, like, Turpin, he's only like five foot. What is he? Like yeah, five, five foot seven, six? Five seven, 157 five, seven. pounds. Elite. That's elite Honestly, for returners. The, the, the way the way we describe <laughs> Turpin right now, it sounds like he's a UFC lightweight. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's it's like five foot seven, one hundred and fifty-seven pounds coming out of such and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, back yeah. to your point, Paul. And this is what I kind of talked yeah. about, Mike, as well, with him yeah. in the offense. Look, I'm not coming out here saying, "Oh, what well, Turpin needs to get about thirty stamps a game in office." No, 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 no. no but no, but if you no, but if you but what you're saying, and I completely agree with that. When we first got him on board, and we were talking about the spaces, can I get five to ten reps out of him? And whether mm -hmm. those and whether those balls are going to him or not, what he does, and back to your point is, Divas like, oh, there's a different set of speed here. Mm -hmm. Hold on, he just came into the game. What's going on now? At times, they will have to take those shots with him and do things with him for it to matter. But then when yeah. he comes in, now you get the decoy aspect, and they're they're shifting maybe over that way, and you get something on the back end, whether it's a run mm -hmm. game or pass game. So yeah. again, it'll be interesting to see how Kellen Moore and crew involve him in, not just on special teams yeah. but implement him in the in the offense yeah because they don't even need to use him necessarily in that game that it could just be something as simple as you know like a tunnel screen or a jet sweep and all of a sudden now the next game they're looking at tape going oh right now we have to take this guy into account because look at what they're doing and like you say now it's all folding into a bigger mix and how are they going to do it all into the playbook it'd be really interesting and i think it does need to be done 
because that yeah. way of stretching the defense we've lost, I think. Yeah, we haven't had over it the last time. couple of years. Yeah, yeah for we haven't a long had it time. in a while. To be honest, yeah. that kind of speed, that's that's elite kind of stuff we're talking about here. And the Cowboys kind of have a type when it comes to wide receiver. Hey, yeah, about they do. Yeah. Six to six three. Oh, can yeah. you can can you run that four four five? Okay, yeah, come on down. Although Simi does kind of break that too with the four three speed, right? He did mm. kind of break that. And they've been patient with him, but just adding the turpin into that as well. That's even just yeah. even more elite speed. So anytime you can inject some speed into your offense, I mean, we saw how the speed of the defense changed and what it meant for them last year for the guys mm. that they got they were faster, and that can happen here on the offensive side too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, because it's quite funny because when you flip it, when you look at TJ Vasha. Like he's the tall guy, but he's slow. He cannot run. <laughs> yeah. He's got a high point them balls. He's got it. Yeah, he's. I I think TJ Bashu. He's gonna. I think he he he's on the cusp of making the fifty three. I think, but he's really only gonna be a red zone sort of target because he can go vertically. How about here's my thing with Vasher. Just throw it out there. Why not just him gain the mil- about 10, 15 pounds and making a la Kyle Pitts Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can he block, though? Can block? Oh, well, can Kyle Pitts block? Can Kyle Pitts block? You know, he can yeah. block, yeah. block well he's, enough. He's, he's Pitts can block well enough. Yeah, I yeah, mean, can yeah. our tight ends right now block? Different yeah, question, yeah. different time. I'm sorry. I've always <laughs> said, I said years ago, like, why don't we just make Noah Brown the tight end? Oh, Noah Brown said, No, I slimmed down, sir. Jason Gear's not here no more. I'm about, to, I'm about to get in here and do something. So it's going to be interesting to see the lights as we've been talking about this entire time. These lights come on. All right, Noah, you, he, and he has. Noah's had a fantastic camp, to be clear. He's had a fantastic camp. So I'm ready to see him uh, on the next level here within these joint practices in preseason. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next guy, and then we're going to get into a controversial subject, then talk about the Denver game. So the next one I want to say about, which is very interesting, because it matches and marries up with something that's happened in the past. Have any of you noticed how much Tyler Biagi has been talked about? Yeah, not in a good way. Really? I haven't heard much. I, I've, I've, I've seen good things from him. I've, I've seen some good clips recently. Yeah, in these... Have you? Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's standing in there. The, the center, the lead, the the less you hear about them, the more that. No, they're yeah. doing I get that, but I think there was a couple of clips where he was actually getting dominated from, like, so, um, Tristan Hill and stuff like that. So, uh, that was previously week before so mm-hmm. I've, but i've not i've not kept up to week with this week so it could be a different hell mind you has not been bad in true he, yeah well he's playing it's a contract year so he's yeah yeah, yeah he, he's, he's, out, he's out there to prove prove his worth because how many games has he actually played in the nfl not a lot really whatever his whole career yeah sure but it's just and an the, interesting the, thing uh, I think the writing was on the wall, as we said last week. I think the writing was on the wall going into camp that he was, you know, if there was a if there was a position that you would be trading away, Tristan Hill was probably that position because we've got a fairly strong defensive interior, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Tristan Hill's making me well. Wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not fresh meat for the for the trading block, you know. Um, I can I can do this job. So he's standing yeah. out in camp. But I mean, I don't know if it's it's Bayadis related. Um, I know we're kind of jumping back and forth here, but from I've, I've seen a couple of comments and uh, people are kind of like O line's not doing too well against Denver and the the scrimmage earlier today. So I don't know. That's kind of based on I don't know if that could be Bayadis related or it could be guard related. So just so you know, though, our D line was dominating theirs too. 
Yeah, Ralph, that's, that's true. Fulfill your Bash- six. Basham even got a, a, a an interception today. That wait, Basher? Yeah. Or- Basham, sorry. Oh, Basham, Basham. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Basham, yeah. Fair. Sorry, yeah. it's me, me spinning my words out quick. Yeah, you got, you got, got you. <laughs> But let's get on to the contra- controversial. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I, I want can, real quick, can I say something about the center? Real quick. Real quick. I, I, think, I think in general, in general, the biggest issue is, and this is across the offensive line in general, they just haven't been consistent in Oxnard. Cohesive, I think that's just yes. the big thing. I think they've had moments where they've been good, and mm-hmm. and then the the flip side, they've been at the bottom of very bad. And not that that's not going to happen in camp. You're going to have good and bad yeah. days. The There's problem no cohesiveness me, at the right, moment, right? And the offensive line is just not there yet. Like it's okay to have a bad yeah. day or whatnot in camp. Those things happen, but it's it's just not there. In in the cohesiveness, the gelling, whatever you want to call it in that realm, is not yeah. happening. And to me, this it's very. I, I'm again. I don't want to be the sky's falling guy. That's not what I'm trying to be or overreact. But I'm very, very much so worried. I have a one to ten. I'm I'm at a seven about this offensive line right now. What, is seven as in confident? Is, no, is, no, seven is, in my worry. Worry. Yeah, okay. Seven out yeah, of ten yeah. in the worry. Yeah, scale I was going to say right I'm now. about a six. So yeah. I'm there with you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm definitely over the fifty percent mark in mm-hmm. terms of yeah. worriness. So I am definitely on board with you because, like. It seems like our good friend Jay Tug even made the comments saying um, we're missing Lyle Collins in terms of toughness out there. And that was from Nick Eatman from DallasCowboys.com who made that comment about that. So, because yeah. um, nobody showed any fight today because we got bullied during did scrimmage. Y'all, did, y'all hear the, did y'all hear the report from Brian Bartis on, on Tyler Smith draft pick, by the way, or no? No. What, yeah. from today? So, no, it was in... a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. And it was basically like the head coach and the scouts were on board to taking Tyler Smith, but Joe Philbin didn't want to take him. Joe Philbin and the assistant offensive line coach was kind of out on taking him. Now, he didn't get the context of they're out on taking him at 24, maybe want to take him later or whatever. Yeah. But at that particular moment, they were out as versus, you know, the coach and the scouts said yes. So Philbin and the assistant offensive line coach was like no on Smith. So is there something behind the scenes? Because so far we've seen this weird rotation of McGovern, and Smith, and we haven't seen the full five or who the starters are going to be. Is there, you know, maybe there's something to meet on that bone, perhaps, and what's going on there? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same regards to DJ Dog. I'm actually still not convinced with Joe Philbin still being our old line yeah. coach. If I'm being perfectly honest, I said fire him, guys. I look, I know that's a, maybe it's, maybe that's a hot take, and I know everyone kind of like like Kiki and whatever because you know Washington fired their defensive line coach. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah, this old line's not good, and. Mm. The one thing I will say when it comes to football, year one, I thought he did a fantastic job with all the injuries, right? I think he did. Last yes, year last year was not good, though. It wasn't good enough. And in my head, I was like, the one thing that I do understand when it comes to this game, the first year of a, of a new coach at a position, they're dealing with some residue from the last coaching set. But the further you get away, for better or worse, your coaching takes over. Well, now we're a full yeah. year away and we're into a training camp. And from that year one to where we are right now, it's not good enough. Yep. Yeah, I, again, uh, I, I would I would move on. No. I, right now, I would move on from from Joe Philbin and get somebody in here. I, we, I, we, I he agree. was talking about this. Uh, literally, uh, we have a fan rant show where we just get mm-hmm. people who watch the show to come on and give a comments. And uh, I, even Paul was there, and I think Lauren was too. And we we said yep. then that we don't think the O line is the problem because, like, you think about it. You've got Tyrone Smith, Tyler Biadish, who wasn't bad, Zach Martin. You're telling me all of a sudden when Philbin comes into coach, they've all forgotten how to block? 
The cohesiveness um, is not there, sir. And I don't know. And, and again, that, that some of this is, is is boiling down to coaching, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, the coaching doesn't. Oh, sorry, Go sorry. Lord. I, I was going to say, coaching has a massive impact on how players are supposed to treat. Hundred percent for the O line, especially. Oh, absolutely, yeah. certain certain coaches to this is the way you're supposed to block, but different ways of like kind of showing off different technique might actually do things differently compared to a different mm-hmm. coaches. A bit more aggressive in terms of technique, and and again, I'm just still kind of like, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not convinced. I mean, I've gotten pushback yeah. on it because people say, well, well, Tyron Smith's not practicing and whatnot. I'm like, that's fine, but the rest of the line isn't coming together. It's okay that Tyron Smith's not playing, but, I mean, we kind of understand at a certain point Tyron Smith's going to miss time. I mean, that's yeah, just where we're at with him now. And yeah. now you're getting the bird's eye view of what this thing is going to be. I just, To me, it's just not good enough. Like I said, I'm not trying to overreact or panic or anything, yeah. but I think something something needs to be done. And I but, just don't think it's good enough. But we'll yeah. see. The preseason game will come and go, and maybe yeah, yeah. we'll come back and say, oh, maybe a little well, bit different. Well, well <laughs> also, I, I, was just about, I was just about to say that there next trade. If there's one thing I keep saying with all the guys, is like I'm one of the biggest advocates of eating humble pie. I mm-hmm. want to be pro- I want to be proven wrong. I want, as a fan, I want you, you as a coach to say, okay, my opinion of you sucks. Change my opinion on it. And if you make me eat, my, eat yeah. humble pie, then you know what? Fair play. You know, you you only learn by getting something wrong. Big facts. Yep, exactly. Well, DJ Dog has just picked up on what I was going to say that, you know, back in that fan rant show, we were talking that, you know, this is only it's slightly a step up from when Paul Alexander was brought in from the Cincinnati Bengals. We mm. got rid of him after five weeks. We brought Mark Colombo in. As soon mm. as Mark Colombo left with Jason Garrett and then went off to New York, yeah. Um we we lost that competitive fire, the aggression or whatever. Now we don't we certainly don't want the offensive lineman pu- throwing punches at the head coach as he did up yeah. in New York. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. um we do miss that aggression. And you know, the players feed off that as well. If hashtag Philbin yeah. yeah. is is an old man, he's you know, he's he's Seems quite gentle. If you, when you were watching Hard Knocks last year, it wasn't an he wasn't an in-your-face guy. He was more like by the numbers and the the GPS says this or the stats say this or you know don't, whatever. Don't don't, don't forget, Lord, wasn't, don't, don't forget, Lauren. Even as a head coach for the Miami Dolphins, you actually got to see him as being as a head coach. It's not yeah. really a, it's not really convincing as a hard like hard down like like aggressive type of coach that wants to get the best of people. Just I don't know. I'm just getting that off fiber about the guys, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hey, we we. I mean, I, I never thought in the year of our Lord 2022 that I would say, "Oh, the Cowboys have Brett Maher on the roster." So if we can, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. if, we, if we can, if we can go back and get Brett Maher, we can go back and bring Mark Colombo back in here and coach this oh, offensive line. Paul, yeah. I'm, I'm, bring, I'm getting Mark Colombo back here with it. Follow me here. Right, don't leave. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get Mark Colombo back in the building. <laughs> 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 Hey, well, don't maybe forget. it's no longer maybe Maher. Maybe it's going to be Money Maher. Remember 16 to 18 last year with the Saints, right? Maybe he says he's a different kicker now, Paul. Don't forget Maher as well is in the uh, Hall of Fame. Humble Fetty. Pie. Humble Pie. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, see? <laughs> as, yeah. as long I, I as never... you don't bring somebody back on the defensive line that Paul yeah. wants, you know, that'll, be, that'll be the <laughs> next one. <laughs> don't even go Nothing there, Lauren. That's wrong with Poe. <laughs> but don't forget, don't forget that Maha is in the Hall of Fame officially. Yep, there you go. So he's a Hall of Fame kicker. Yeah, I know, Paul. Fame. No, he genuinely is. 
genuinely is. So, 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 so is Damien Craig, but nah, you know, know that's for something completely different <laughs> as well. You know, that's got nothing to do with longevity or anything like that. Yeah, but talking to McGovern, they used him as full back as well in training, so it's good to see that coming back. The um, what are they calling it? The Big Mac formation. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I think uh, defenses will pick up that read very, very quickly and kind of predict what's going to happen. It makes it quite obvious what they're going to do. Yeah. But what is less obvious, I don't know if you've seen this, since, and they're obviously trying something that they're going to be doing with Anthony Barr now that he's in, and they're and doing this, um, I don't know what you've, um, you've probably seen it next, is this hippo package. And uh, I quite like it because of what it does for Parsons. And basically, it's, a, it's an odd front look where uh, they basically have three safeties on the field, three linebackers, and Curse, who's that third safety who's in it, is kind of floating around. But what I like is it means that it completely frees up how you're going to utilize Parsons. Is he going to blitz? Is he coming down the middle or on the edge? Or are you going to put him into cover? I really like this coverage that they're putting together. I don't know if you've seen it next, have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we actually talked about this. Nifty. Yeah, it's nifty, and and we kind of talked about this during the draft that the we're going to see the the evolution of the Dan Quinn defense kind of get a little bit what you would call amoeba with more yeah. standing, more odd looks, and you kind of saw that. And the poop is kind of in the pudding because you took a Sam Williams who got ten and a half sacks at Ole Miss, right? They only put yeah. the three man front. That's all they played, and you've already seen mm -hmm. them play three tech, five tech, right? We've seen him move up and down the line. And then you see Osa gained a lot of pounds. And yes. so he can get inside from not just five tech, or not, excuse me, not Osa, excuse me, uh, Golston gained yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah, so not know, just that five tech in the third did. tech. Oh, but Osa did as well. And so did mm -hmm. Gallimore add on weight. And then the interesting yeah. thing to me yeah. was you saw D Law shred weight. And Trim, we've already seen him in back, camp yeah. rushing from a standing position. So yeah. this thing's going to get, and adding Anthony Barnes to this mix now, it's going to get a little freaky up front. He's going to, he's going to do some things. And that's exciting because. The obviously the book is out and everybody knows about Parsons. So the way to scheme that thing is to move him around and not know where he's coming from, so you can't attack yeah. him and use him as the ultimate weapon. So I'm excited about that front seven and how they're going to maneuver that with the packages they can get to now. Yeah, it's like good. Go, if I have a look at it uh, when you get chance. Of course, that well, hippo Paul, is so great. Yeah. yeah, the hippo. I know. I, I think they're calling it a hippo package, but it, it does look good. It yeah. looks so much fun. Like how many different parts you can have moving around in there. So uh, maybe we'll get to see it in the Denver game, which we'll speak about mm. now. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe it's something they'll keep in the uh, keep in the hiding spots. But yes, we get our first. I, I know it's preseason. Some people say it doesn't matter, but to me it matters, and to me it is an important game. I absolutely love that the Cowboys are back on the field, and we're seeing it again. Yeah. The wait has been so long. Yes. I, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Keep, keep, keep it in. Keep it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Draw the ass. Draw the ass. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in the UK. It kicks off Sunday, two a.m. All um, matter for you guys. <sighs> Have no, fun. Yeah, no, we'll be up. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm going off on Sunday to see Lion King the musical in the afternoon. So, football in the morning, musical in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you know what's gonna happen. Maybe the singing will send me to sleep. No, what's gonna happen? He'll think Lion King is actually Micah Parsons in that play. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The lion's always hungry, sir. I don't know what to tell you. The lion is always hungry. <laughs> and next thing in that show, he'll be dreaming of uh, Michael Parsons singing Kuna Matata. Yeah. 
That's, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good, Paul. And this is the content while I'm here and for right here. It's Aiden, yes. Aiden Biggs is the one that's lifted up at the beginning. <laughs> Yes. Fantastic. Well played. Yes. <laughs> we have literally got eggs. <laughs> oh, man. So, this is the yeah. controversial topic. Was you going to uh, the, the Lion King musical? Is that what I found out here? Is, the, the controversial the con- subject was going to be about the kickers, but, but I, I thought since you named Maha, we'll move off the controversy and get straight into that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Oh, this is why, man, I'll tell you, this is why I love coming over every time, man. This is this oh, is always where it's at, man. Lauren, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So my question to you about this week's game, and we'll 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 not dive too deeply into it because we would need another hour for all that. Um, is basically I'm, I'll ask each and all of you, what is it you're gonna watch? Is there a specific position? the type of plays, the play calling. What is it you're going to be watching this week in Denver? I'll start with you next. Okay. Um, what it is, and we'll do myself last, so I'll pick whatever's left that you guys don't pick. What is it this weekend you're going to be looking at? I'll give you I'll give you one on each side of the ball, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely looking at uh, tight ends, number two. Uh, I like we talk, it. We, we, talk a ton, we talk a ton about 12 personnel. And uh, Sean McKeon, Ferguson, you know, Sprinkle. Mm-hmm. What are we doing, fellas? We're not hearing a lot about that. We're not hearing that. So I want to see this 12 personnel package, true. see these guys kind of what they're going to bring to the table. Pendershot as well. Let me not leave him out there uh, out of the equation. He's had some moments in camp. So I'm ready to see the tight end number two spot and see how that looks with some live action. Mm-hmm. And where they're at and how that's developing. So how we know Keller Moore, 12 personnel. That's when he's in his bag. So I'm I'm looking at that. And then on the defense side of the ball, now look, um, I, 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 a part of me selfishly wants to see my spirit animal in in my guy Ridgeway, but my football brain is gonna have me pivoted over to I want to see right and I want to see bland. Uh I the like word that. the the word from bland is sticky. Is what mm. we're hearing, right? And you, he's snapping it up lately. Yeah, and yeah. And according to and according to our guy, No C said, doesn't matter who he's guarding, doesn't matter what wide receiver, CD Lamb on down, like he's sticky. So I'm intrigued to see him in some live action. And then look, and I, I kind of said this on the space a couple of weeks ago. To me, well, I said this on the outside of going into this camp. To me, I hope that Kelvin Joseph gets right and walks through the door and gets there. But to me. Cornerback number four is Nation right. I need him to step up. Yeah. And I think he has so far. Yep. So I want to see. Yeah, yeah. He has stepped up and I want to see him as well. So so for me, it's it's right and bland and seeing what we have um the three. And then offensively, I want to see the tight end two spot and how we're uh progressing there for this 12 personnel to get in. Yeah. Go on, Paul. I know you're rich into talk, and I can imagine where you're yeah. going. What is it you're gonna be trying to take away from this weekend's game? Offensive line. Yeah, the defensive yeah, line and offensive yeah. line. So it's, 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 my, it's my bread and butter. So yeah, that's, that's but, why uh, I said it. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, I'm a wee bit. I'm I'm not too sure if this is going to happen though, because I don't know if John Ridgeway is actually going to make the game because he's picked up he's a got hurt. He got yeah, hurt he's during, during the eleven versus eleven scrimmage today. So Did we get an update because I know I didn't get an update. Did I get an update? Uh, on the other not yet. No. no, there's no update. I know okay, while you're talking, I'll see if I can find something real quick. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, it's just a wee minor injury. It's a minor injury to suffered a, a leg injury. That's all I know so far but there's no further details if he's going to miss out over the weekend or it's just something it's just one of those 
he's done for the day. He'll be all right after a couple of days rest. We don't know. So if he is playing, I'll be interested to see how he can actually take on effect as that proper, like, solid zero tech. Because yeah, Quentin Bahana really has been quiet, isn't he? Very quiet, very quiet. And Ridgeway has been making some waves so it's yeah. some parts of training camp. So, mm-hmm. so there's, there's him. There's also, I want to see my biggest humble pie expectation uh, Sam Williams. So um I would like like I said and uh, I think next night whenever I wasn't too keen getting him on the second round. Yeah. Um but if he can show off he's improved in terms of technique, okay that's the good step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, we know he's not gonna be a starter because obviously we've got Dante Farrell, we've got Demarcus Lawrence on the other side, stuff like that. So, but I'm really curious to see if Sam Williams, with the development with Dan Quinn and our defensive line coach, Adam Dordy, how much of he's improved in terms of technique, staying low, like changing the direction, changing his lateral speed. That's all I'm looking for from him. But in terms of the O-line side of things, just try not give up any sacks. Don't give up any penalties. That's all I'm asking. That's uh, that's just a general thing. That's all I'm asking. Don't give up anything. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid, really. <laughs> I like it. Loan, go on then. What's yours? Yeah, the, the ones for me, obviously, we talked earlier about the young wide receivers. You've got to, all these guys are street free agents. You've got to see them step up and, and you know, show that this isn't too, too high a stage for them. You know, you want them coming out and, uh, you know, this is, if going out of college, coming into a training camp, it's 110% from college. A preseason game, it's another 110% on top of that. And then the actual NFL regular season, it's it's another step up as well. You want to see that. So these guys are going to step up and make the plays. The, uh, defensively, the one that I want to watch is uh, Marquise Bell, the safety. Yes. He's, he's getting a lot of work at the moment with Curse being out. The reckoning he is another he's cursed 2.0 so mm-hmm. um if and he, I, he's got that he's got that range you know the 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 critique of him coming out of college was that he didn't have the lateral side to side movement but yeah. he's obviously worked on that this off season he's he's showing that he's got the same he's got the same size uh, that he can come down and he can play that sort of rover linebacker you know be equivalent to what your Dion Whites, your um, you know, for other teams, so you, you know you've got another linebacker there, but he's able to drop back into coverage as well, and he can assist on the back end as well. So that's just, the sides of the things that I want. Just to add on top, add on top of what you're saying, there, Lauren, I remember like, and I think all of us are agree this like if we were to land Bell, even from the draft or on draft of ages, and I was with a uh, on Nexus show at the time on June live stream when the undrafted free agents were coming live and when you when we mentioned yeah we got Marquise Bell and we're like no way did we it's like how yeah. the hell and we were still surprised he actually went undrafted like because we would have thought he would have yeah. picked up in the seventh round or early seventh or something like that but hey hey I'm excited to see him that's for sure. Yeah uh, by the way um the, the latest update is leg injury walked off his own power possible knee but he walked off on his own power, though. So that's okay. where it's at currently that, with Ridgeway. Yeah. That's a bonus. That's a yeah. bonus for definite. Oh, uh, oh, this is a good hot take. I just want this is from Outlaw Cowboy again. I just want to see it all like successfully run block for an entire drive. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. 
She's if that's one thing, if we can actually get our running backs going past beyond the line of scrimmage, <laughs> then great. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all so, find, find it interesting that drumming when he came back from uh, the the pup list, he as a wide receiver, but they actually used him as a running back a couple of times. Yeah. Mix it in there. Some interesting stuff. Something maybe to keep an eye on with this preseason game. If mm. he gets a, if he gets some carries in, just yeah. throwing it out there. I mean, I was quite vocal about both uh, Drummond and Freifogel, who's literally been non-existent. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I spoke about them during the because we do the wide, you know, we take a position during the off season and just yeah. talk about everything like we do on our side. Yep, exactly. It, would you? Yeah, positional breakdown. So I said in in for the wide receivers, I said Drummond has a slight case because he can do some special teams work. But for me, Freifogel is the guy who I'm just completely out on. I just think he's too uh, niche for what you're looking for. Um, but use use buttons for you, because I spoke to Brian Broadus about this this week, um, Asked, got his initial thoughts on this one. And I, here's a guy I want to see this week, because the staff at the moment, the coaching staff love him, is Rico Dowdle. Because yep. I think... If what they're planning to do with Pollard uh, and Zeke, Dowdle becomes in really important, especially if they early in the season with Gallup out try and put Pollard in the slot a little more, then Dowdle becomes your second running back because you're not going to have Pollard on all of the. You're just going to burn him out in the first month uh, of games. So I think. Dowdle in this game is going to be quite important to see how he does because he's been, you know, the guy had a hip injury, um, I believe an ankle as well. I think was it? I'm pretty certain it was ankle, but and he's looked oily, he's looked slippery, he's moving well. There's a lot of good movement there. Um, I'm quite happy to see what he's going to do. And then the other big one, which I think everyone needs to be talking about in this game, the big one is the kick in, yeah, yeah. That's uh, one yeah. thing we've not yeah. one thing we've actually talked about. Uh, yeah. before before we do talk about the kicking, I yeah, just sure. realized there's something I'm quite interested to see our backup center as well from yeah. Boston College. Mm-hmm. See how yeah. he Lindstrom. Yeah, Lindstrom. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how he's he, he's been struggling, mind you. Yeah. It could be one. It could be one of those ones you might actually step up during a game situation. Is like Paul yeah. opposite from stud during training camp may actually stand up during the game and actually actually keep himself a place. Who knows? But anyway, so kickers. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is the one I'm going to be watching is the kicking. Because, and I know it's a bit weird because they had, they brought four kickers in um, to try out. They've stuck with what they know, Brett Maha. The excuse has been, and although I've said it before, I think Jerry Jones has taken it a bit to the extreme. As I've always said, don't just look at field goals with kickers. Look at the kickoffs, too, because that's quite an important part. But Jerry Jones has taken it to the extreme and gone, we're going to go with Brett Maha because he can kick it further off kickoffs than the other guys did. Bear in mind, one of the guys they brought in uh, during the tryout was 11 for 12, and Maha was 50%. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Special teams matters, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they yeah. matter. I mean, look, and just in the realm of, you know, if you make your kicks in the Bucks game, in the Raiders game, the Cowboys didn't turn into a 14-2 team and have a first-round bye. Yep. The the, exactly. the inches, there's a movie out there, right? The inches we need are everywhere around us. Y'all remember that movie? Yeah. So, um, any given Sunday. No, any given oh, Sunday. Oh, any given Sunday. Yeah, any given Sunday. right. And so, so, it, so it matters. And... 
you know, you go look at a team like the Rams, for instance. So the Cowboys had 35 attempts at, at field goals last year. The Rams had 34. The only difference is the Rams made 32 of 34 of their field goal attempts. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, not so much for us over here in Cowboy land. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it has to get more efficient. It has to get better. And the Cowboys, be clear, the Cowboys put themselves in this bind. Yes. Because they played chicken with, with Greg Zerline a little bit, and he took the money from the Jets was gone. But you had yep. all of, you know, free agency. You, you speak had all it, you speak the draft. And you thought, well, we're going to pluck the, the kicker from Texas Tech, undrafted free agent guy, and we're going to be just fine. Yeah. And then two weeks, two and a half weeks later in the camp, well, it wasn't just fine. And yep. now Brett Maher's over here like, Thanos, where did that lead you? Back to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, tough sledding. Tough and like, what, what I even find weird is that they, they, they drag their heels on the kickers. They have none on the roster at one point. Where they were just like, yeah, we need to get it. Like, I was waiting for them to take one in like the fifth or the sixth round of the draft. I'm like, I thought, yeah, I thought they might pull the trigger on the kid out of uh, Texas. Yeah, Dicker, no, but I, they didn't. Perfectly, perfectly fine. And uh, but then what they do is they don't bother. They get a guy from Canada. They get this guy from Texas Tech, who is now disappeared because they've had enough of that project. Yeah. But like, also during the off season. They were doing no kicking practice. They're kicking balls yeah. against the wall. Yeah. I don't get why why they drag their heels on this. When you think, when you look at the, the, the this year, the schedule, there are some games in there where you're like, this is a field goal game that's mm -hmm. gonna separate this. Yeah. Well, so you need your kicker to be on point. You know, the another little I, nugget, a little nugget about Lyrum and Maher, they were actually in a kicking competition in the CFL in 2014 with the Winnipeg uh, team. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Just so, just so I can see Paul's face. So I know he had to go get him some Pepto Bismol after this show. Now let me keep <laughs> that a little bit. Pepto Bismol made just head for the street for the Jack Daniels. <laughs> 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 the, the other thing as well, I mean, Liram is a Bones Fassel guy. He, he spent some time in the Rams camp as well. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there's that connection there. Yeah, there's a CFL connection, which is why we've ended up bringing Maher back. But you have to you have to wonder about the guys that were also in for the tryouts on Monday that, you know, if Maher was the best of the four, then... <laughs> you know, yeah, but like what guys were you bringing in? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there wasn't. What was weird is there was there was two of the kickers that kicked better than Maha, but Jerry spun it that oh yeah, although um you know although some of the kickers were a bit better at the field goals, Maha was better with the kickoff, and you're like, okay, I get that, but you're really kind of over prioritizing one aspect of it when kickoffs don't win you games, field goals do. You, you've, got to, you've got to score the points to take the kickoff as well, you know. What, 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 what I'm still so baffled about, it, like Kai Forbath is still available. The guy that we replaced <laughs> Brad Maher with, hmm. you know what I mean? We, like, he's always our fallback. Like, maybe maybe Kai Forbath is that, that break glass in emergency. I think that's what he is. So if Mara doesn't work, it'll just be like, smash, I, just think, I think there's a disconnect. I just think there's a disconnect with him in this front office uh, at this point. And, and we kind of, I kind of covered this before. I'm just, I'm just yeah. looking at, look, I would love for it to be Cobra Kai sweep the leg. I mean, my God, it's all built in for us to have fun with this guy mm -hmm. being the kicker. 
I just think there's something there. And look, to be clear, he's not on any, any roster for what it's worth. He's not on any roster right now. But on the back yeah. side of that, I just think yeah. there's something between him and as far as this, uh, the front office, I just don't think it's going to ever happen again. So uh, as, as much as it pains me to say, we'll have to uh, lay old Cobra Kai to bed. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, we could, we actually make who knows, maybe we don't bloody f- like going for it in every fourth down by the looks of things. I mean, Jeff, he's available. Me. You can come here, yeah. I, goals. <laughs> funnily enough, funnily but, enough, I messaged him undefeated, undefeated. Yeah, yeah I messaged on, him because we've been doing the countdown. And when uh-huh. we got to uh, Jeff Heath, it had to be done. I was like, yeah, Jeff, he's going in number 30, day 38. <laughs> Nick came yeah. up and he said he's seen it. And I was like, are you available for kicking? <laughs> yeah, hey, man, the, the, the GOAT, Jeff Heath, man, come on now. Yeah. Hey, look, look, he gives you some depth of safety too. Come on, come on. We got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. I could probably even do a better, better job than kicking right now. Like, and that's saying something. Yeah, yeah I don't I mean, know. I've seen you kick. Oh, oh. Uh oh, he's a martial arts what? kicker, not a not a ball kicker. We might have I've, 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 I've seen the way Brett Maher can miss the ball <laughs> and send it out this, send it out into the the, the, the pylon at the back of the end zone. So you know that, that that used to be when back in the days when I was playing rugby, and you know the odd times I managed to convince guys that let me to the extra point, and you know I'd end up I'd end up scuffing it and going off to the side. So. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, kicking an American football or rugby ball is extremely difficult Both because it's well, it's not, it's the projection of the ball because it, even a slight angle of where the placement is, it's going to go either straight on, left or right. Like it, you think as well with rugby, there's no there's no movement in the kick. Yeah. it's just you and the ball. Like kicking in the NFL is three parts to that. Right. But but whereas if it comes to field goals, you're, it's up to your placeholder to hold it the correct stance. If you, like it goes back to the whole Ace Ventura laces out all that. Yeah, but yeah. E- even if if you've got the ball slightly angled and you kick it, it's gonna go absolutely spiraled out of control. So so again, it might not necessarily be. And I'm not gonna put the blame on the kickers on this one. <laughs> and, and, and hear me out on this one. Exhausting powers. <laughs> oh, is he here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, but but hear me out on this point. It's like what it means to say that every placehold for like Sir Lilium, a uh, Hallelujah, his name is. That's what we should start called. That's what the oh, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah Hallelujah. Yeah, and and, and Gary, they may not necessarily be getting the right placements to make these kicks. Like, is, even though the other ones is kicking it and it's going off wide. But well, I don't know, Paul. I, think you're going I, to I know, I know, I know. You're, you're reaching. You're grasping. Know, right? it's, a, you're grasping. It's, a, it's, a, it's a big reach. <laughs> I know that. But I'm just saying, it's just... I, that, think, look, look, I just look, think it's look, just frustrating. Look. I mean, yeah. for me, to have a guy like a you know Bones Fossil in here and understand what kind of a special teams coach he is and the Cowboys understand where they're at and what's going on. It's just frustrating from, from a just team building one-on-one how just callously they didn't take real advantage of what they could yeah. do for that position and how they've handled it. And um, that, that part, I think, is just infuriating uh, for a lot of fans and, and people in general, just how they went about doing business with the kicker position this year in, in the offseason where we are now. That's what's annoying, is that they had so much time. Greg Zerland was gone, and yeah, then they just... And, and here's the thing, like, me and Nick spoke about this, like, I think it was on day, just to start of day three, and we were, like, yeah. like, and we were talking about, hmm, 
would you be objecting to even draft a kicker at this stage? And we were like, you know what? I would actually like that idea. I would have. I would have. Because there were some really good guys coming out of college this year for kickers. Right. So we didn't even take advantage of that. Like, Yeah, it turned into no way Garibay. And now here we are. Yeah, I know. And here we are. Um, but yes, mate, I'd said uh, we'd only keep you for like an hour and we've gone over slightly, so we I'm chilling, are... whatever, <laughs> I'm comfortable. Hey, look, 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 be clear, it's only 4 14 my time, you know. I'm I'm good, y'all. y'all on the other hand, I know it's uh, what like past 10 o'clock over there right now, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, you, you know the time's already, so always, always six hours, my man, always. <laughs> but you, yeah, is an interesting one we'll finish with, and um, we'll ask all the Yuki's watching as well. Uh, you can answer this question. We put a post out this week, as we as I do every week, to try and uh, make people think. Got some unusual responses, mind you, uh, that didn't make any sense. But uh, here's one for you. Is I said, will Trayvon Diggs this year be the NFL's interception leader? Um, now, majority, believe it or not, I've said yes. They think he will be. What's everybody's take and everybody at home? Well, it, 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 here's the thing. It won't take 11 again to lead the, the league, right? No. Uh, that's just, you know, we're just doing, you know, 40 years since you had a guy get 11 interceptions. So yeah. it's not going to take that this year would be my my first thought on it. Uh, yeah. Could, could seven or eight do it? Can he get seven or eight? Sure. Is it – but, again, it, it's – like the interception game is so – there is – things that you can cause to do it right but Mm -hmm. it's hard to do in this league though for the way they have this game set up now can he lead the league if if you told me seven would lead the league or tied for the league you know maybe you have a couple guys get seven sure i mean he's capable will he be the guy that leaves this year i don't know it's a good question that that's a that's a solid question it's hard yeah it's it's you know I, i think he i think he gets seven Maybe, maybe, maybe eight. If he gets seven, he's going to lead. So I think he can get seven. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to say yes, he will lead the league. It won't be double digits, but he will lead yeah, the league yeah. in the interception. Yeah, I think yeah, that's we, where I'm at. Yeah, we've got, <clears throat> Men, we've got Mendoza in the chat uh, going for eight or nine, so I'm buying that. Okay. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 on you go, Lauren. Well, what I was going to say, I mean, obviously, normally you see guys when the, when the league the league you know teams tend to throw away from them you know much like Deion Sanders you know you develop that sort of shut down corner mentality but yeah you know we've seen uh, the digs last year certainly was still roasted for the most yards um by uh, as a defensive back last season don't do it well, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. But you know, he, he certainly, you, you know, he, he had the he had the interception in New England, and then the next the next play, he gave up a 75 yard touchdown. So, um, you know, he he has to work on that side of the thing, and offenses at the moment won't be scared of him the the way that you know somebody like Everson Walls was back in '81, '82. They 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 tended to throw away from Everson Walls. Um, you know, same with the guys in recent years who've been getting the, the nine, ten, ten yard uh, uh, or ten interception seasons. You know, next year their stats haven't been that high because teams have been thrown away from them. I think of these guys, I think certainly Diggs will still be targeted by offenses, and that will. 
present opportunities for him. So yeah, I can quite easily see him get seven or eight. Um, and especially with this, the way this defensive line's going to hopefully see, play yeah, out. Yeah, I was just about to say well. that. See, I was just about to say that, Chris. Everything starts the pressure from the, up front. Yeah, like the yeah. more pressure up front, the quarterback's going to be more startled and, and make a mistake, throw the ball more raggedly, and it's just going to be a gift gods coming to, towards the, the cornerback or safety or whoever is in the backfield. So, yeah, so, and uh, and I think uh, Outlaw, Outlaw Cowboy just made that comment as well. I think with Parsons, the way the pass race is looking, you could absolutely have seven mm-hmm. plus again due to the rushed and bad throws for contact. Exactly. So, yeah. um, great comment once again. Great comments from everybody and it's been commenting tonight. So, thanks again, everybody. The great Yukis are the MVPs of this show, mate. Hey, we say like that, that every week. We say it every week. They are the MVPs. But, uh, yes, we will let you rock and roll next. Let you get ready for your next show. But yeah. just people... Ooh, oh, 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 I was just going to bring up uh, just to tell uh, next. Tell us oh, again how. how yeah. T- tell us again how people can find you, and uh, we'll bring up your wee, wee spot on the on the wall. There it is. Look. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right there, man. Pick six sports sandwiching. I mean, the I'm sandwiching between two guys. I mean, Will Seal on my right, <laughs> J Tuck on the left. I mean, it gets yeah. no better than that for me. Uh, shout to those guys. But yeah, pick six sports on YouTube, please. Uh, we are less than 100 away from a thousand subs. We are pushing and grinding, Ooh. trying to get there. Uh, so we're almost to the 1K mark. We're excited about that. Beautiful. We got some big things coming on the Pick 6 Sports realm as well. Uh, you might have seen me before here representing Stargate. We have rebranded into the Pick 6 now. So mm-hmm. come along for the ride. And we got the website that's launching. We got some riders on deck. My guy Matt is in the building. He's going to be doing some riding. Uh, we just announced, uh, if y'all don't follow Mr. Stevie J, a.k.a. Mr. Due Diligence on excuse me, on Twitter, he's also just coming along for the ride. Got him signed up as well. Uh, each Wednesday, uh, I have the I do have the space. It's six thirty p.m. Central, and then we're eight thirty p.m. Uh, Central live over there on YouTube. And then Friday we just move it back an hour, seven thirty p.m. Central, and then boom. And this Friday is the Freestyle Friday show. We have Jesse Holly coming in. Mister No, I will be visiting nice. with us, Ooh. and we also have Tom Downey uh, coming through as well as some special guests this Friday. So Friday is an extremely fun show, and kind of what you were talking about, what y'all do. So basically, Paul, what I'm doing is what we do in the Twitter Spaces. I kind of pivot over into the YouTube lane. So yeah. we put the link up there. They can come up, ask questions, whoever our guests are, kick it with us, do things like this. So we kind of, you know, flesh it out a little bit. And then, of course, <laughs> man, if y'all appreciate, uh, appreciate rocking with your guy, Nick's right there on the bottom, man, come follow me on Twitter. Uh, I definitely interact and want to rock with y'all. And then you'll catch all the other spaces that I'm doing mm-hmm. inside it. And sometimes you might see a Mike in there. You might see a Paul in there, in there, yeah. chopping <laughs> it up with us and everything. And once again, Lauren, Lord, you got to come on through one time yeah. on, the old, on the Twitter space. I ain't got, I got to complete the, the Holy Trinity here and get you in there <laughs> too as well, man. And yeah. uh, so we appreciate, I mean, I appreciate it, man. Anytime you, you already know, all you just tell me, Hey, you want to come on? Like, I'm on my way, fellas. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mate, you always know it. If you ask, you always know it. I'll be there. Uh, I'll be putting the headphones on so fast, I'll be getting headphone burn. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will try and make it tomorrow night, actually. I haven't got much on, so I will, and I'll be up and about, so I will probably try and um, make it over again and uh, let, awesome. tune in to you guys. You know what this means? Come on through, sir. Come on down. You're next on the process, right? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, just before we go, make sure if you're going to a game this year, uh, you book it through Cowboys Experience. They have game day tickets, stadium tours, meet and greet, tailgate parties, and so much more. And obviously, 
um, travels into next year's travel plans. Anything you want to look at in terms of the UK Cowboys travel package in 2023, go to our social media. You'll find it all there. So we're coming in force next year, by the way, next. I like Just it. Just well, I can't win. wait. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a British invasion. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Not the first time that's happened in America. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already like, you're going to class up the joint was what's going to happen. <laughs> but, mate, it's been a, uh, an absolute pleasure to have you on and speak to you again. Um, this rate, we'll be getting you a dual nationality passport. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, but that is it from us. We will. Oh, lost the volume, oh. Mike. Oh, well, mine? Oh, there you go. Now you're back. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. You're good. Now you're All good. Right. Yes, <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> I don't wanna. Uh, we will be back next Thursday. So uh, you'll see us at, uh, for the next preseason game. And we'll talk about the diamond game. We'll get another special oh, guest. On I got to plug one more thing. I'm sorry. Real quick, yeah, real quick. Go, real quick. Hey, uh, oh, well, are, are y'all going to be live? Are y'all, are y'all live reaction during the game or no? Are you going to be live like during the game? During the game. Yeah. Funnily enough, it's something we're going to be doing in the regular season. Okay. Well, um, hey, oh, cool. I want to step on the toes if y'all were. Hey, uh, me and my guy Smoothie for sure are going to be uh, live streaming, uh, reacting during uh, the game Saturday night. So, uh, guys, if y'all want to come over, I'll drop you the link. You can come on if y'all want to or whatever. So, yeah. and uh, the, all the Yuki's, y'all are welcome to come over and, and join in the stream. <laughs> but you got to be sub to Pick Six Sports on YouTube to catch us when we're live. But, hey, guys, I'll, I'll drop that for y'all. Uh, uh, Saturday, if you want to come over and kick it uh, while we live react yeah. on the game, guys. send it over to us uh, on the message. Like, got you. Twitter, we, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I, we did it tonight, and uh, we'll we'll hook it up from there. So right. yes, maybe maybe a little done. maybe maybe a couple of little uh, what's you know maybe a couple of little drinks while we uh you know uh, watch <laughs> you know, the game Saturday, and get excited. Yeah, old mojito and whiskey will be out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, well, I'm marking uh, down. We're making the day. Bet. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so we'll speak to you. Uh, on that off off air, but we as we do every week, we'll let Lauren and Paul finish it off. Have a nice weekend, folks. Have a good one, folks. Go Cowboys. Yeah, have a great week, guys, and I'll catch you next week.